Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you all for sticking with us through this long, difficult year. Your support, be it through tweets or emails or financial backing, has made it possible for us to keep making this show. I have a few announcements today. First, The Magpies has been nominated for Best Actual Play Podcast of 2020 over on N-World. That's the same organization that does the Ennies, one of tabletop gaming's most well-known awards. Voting closes on December 15th, and it would be truly amazing if we made it to the top 10. There's a link to where you can vote in the show notes. You'll need to create an account on the site to do so. We'd really appreciate it if you took a few minutes and cast a vote for the Magpies. Next, for today's episode, good friend of the show Waffles is back. For the next two episodes, everyone's favorite Tykerosi physiker, Seeks, will be joining the Magpies on a thrilling heist. Be sure to let them know on Twitter if you like today's episode. Next, for this month's featured charity, we're doing something pretty different. As I mentioned last month, we have a bonus episode of Descent into Midnight with a Blades in the Dark twist. Richard Kreutzlandry, the creator of Descent into Midnight, ran a game for me, Josie, and Minna, in which we returned to White Hollow and the Delvers Guild. It was an amazing game about family and ghosts and things long lost at the bottom of the sea. In order to unlock this episode, we're asking that you donate to this month's featured charity, the Black Voters Matter Fund. This group was instrumental in organizing and supporting Black voters during the election, especially in places like Georgia, and they need our continued support. Our goal is to hit $1,000 in donations from fans, and myself and the Magpies have already donated $100. If you donate to Black Voters Matter, take a screenshot of your donation receipt, strike out any identifying information, and send me the screenshot at magpiepod at gmail.com. That's magpie without an S, pod at gmail.com. You can also DM the screenshot to us on Twitter. I'll track every donation, and when we hit $1,000, the Descent into Midnight episode will be released. So visit blackvotersmatterfund.org and click on Donate. As has been the refrain this year, please continue to wear a mask, wash your hands, stay inside if your job doesn't demand that you leave. If you're fortunate enough to be able to work from home and social distance, please do everything you can to support and advocate for the workers who are being forced to put themselves at risk. Contact local officials, tip your delivery drivers generously, Stand up for workers if you see them being harassed about masking or social distancing policies. We have to keep taking care of each other as much as we can. Now then, let's get started, shall we? We open up on the Teagan Welker Memorial Clinic, which has been managed by Sikhs for the last few months. Waffles. What what is the the clinic like now? Just kind of what is the the vibe? What does it look like? How how are are people inside? There are a lot more aquariums. <laughs> yeah, no, it basically runs like like you would expect a clinic to. You know, just just a lot more 
more weird fish, and occasional magic charms handed out. A variety of arcane leeches. <laughs> yes, lots of leeches. Uh, we we kind of move through the halls, and we can see that just like it's it's a lot brighter. It's better lit. Uh, doors to the the rooms where patients are are open, and you can like hear people talking and laughing. People who are staying here are able to have visitors. This has clearly become a, a place of healing rather than a place of creepy experiments. Uh, and we we move up to the the second floor to a, a large kind of lab sort of area that looks like a, a cross between kind of a medical lab and an alchemist's lab. And Seeks is here with uh, a few uh, of the the physicers who are working for her, and the these are these are some some new physicers who have just joined the the staff here. I believe Seeks is is presenting them with some of the the new equipment that they will oh, need. Here are here are your stethoscopes and your manuals and the leeches for your manuals. Uh, they are blue speckled ghost leeches. Here, just two big jars. I'm just handing them. Out. <laughs> So the, the camera kind of swings around to the, the two new physicers. Um, one of them is a, a very tall woman with uh, dark skin, curly dark hair, has a, a leaning a little bit on a cane. She has sort of taken these things and is eyeing the leech with a fair amount of skepticism. Uh, beside her is a um, man who's closer to average height, kind of a warm tan skin, also has dark hair. Uh, like really, really thick glasses. For for whatever reason, instead of like holding, like putting the stethoscope around his neck or or like tucking the book under his arm, he's just kind of like hugging everything to his chest really awkwardly and looks like he's about to drop it all at any second. And he he looks just sort of overwhelmed by everything that's happening right now, not just the ghost leech. Uh, and the, the woman says, what are the, I'm sorry, um, ghost leeches for the manual? Yeah, well, the manual for ghost leeches? Ghost blood is a common problem in Duxful. There's too many ghosts in the air. Also, you will need to name it for its emotional stability. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh... The leech, not the manual. Oh, of, of course. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, the the guy standing next to her manages to kind of get, get all of his things settled into his arms and looks at his leech and says, I'm going to call you Little Prince. It's <laughs> a very good name. Woman uh, clearly is barely managing to, to keep, just barely managing to keep from rolling her eyes and is like, I'll, um, I'll think of something. And so I, I think that there's, you know, a bit more probably oh, and questions. Your, and your clipboards, oh. uh, you are assigned rooms one through seven. The pair of you, I expect you to work together. Yep, and they, they will, again, I think that the, the man, like, as he's trying to add the clipboard to his stack of stuff, drops the manual. And there's a lot of fumbling as he gets all of his things organized. But he manages not to drop the jar with a leech in it, which is great. And the, the two of them head off, get their things sorted. God, they're probably sharing an office, aren't they? They are sharing a broom closet. We don't have that many offices. <laughs> God. <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the, the rest of the day at the clinic 
passes relatively uneventfully. You know, there's there's people coming in with various injuries and illnesses, and the the physicers working here uh, do their best to to treat everyone. And then we we cut to outside of the clinic. Um, it's late at night. The uh, moon is high in the sky. Um, not a ton of people on the streets as uh, these two new physicers uh, exit and start walking. They definitely do that thing where they say goodbye to each other and then start walking and realize they're going the same direction. And there's some kind of talk back and forth about the clinic and the leeches and Sikhs. And the woman seems a little skeptical of some of uh, the, the practices happening at the clinic, but overall feels good about the work that's being done. The, the man just seems flustered by everything. And he, he's in the middle of uh, explaining his efforts to find uh, a comfortable place for his leech so that it, it gets a good amount of light and airflow uh, when there's a clattering sound. And he, he stops and turns and looks back and sees the woman's cane has just fallen to the ground. And she is nowhere in sight. And his eyes get really wide behind his glasses and he, he looks around very frantically and kind of starts to back up uh, and he, he's unknowingly backing towards an alley, and we see uh, a pair of hands reach out from the darkness and grab him and yank him back. Mm-hmm. No, little prince. <laughs> no. It's okay. The leeches are safe at the office. <laughs> the leeches will be fine. <laughs> Your two new physicers will see. So, Seeks, when your your new employees, your new physicers, don't show up for work the next morning. What do you do? I comment that that's weird. And then probably after work, I get, do I have their addresses? Probably. Um, yeah, then I would go and uh, check on them. The, the woman, um, let me find the names you gave me. The, the woman, uh, Isabus Notionsbane, lives alone. And there's no answer when you knock on her apartment door. Your, your other new, new physiker, Eigen Victor Loop, lives with his grandmother, who reports that she hasn't seen him since he left for work yesterday, and asks you a lot of very pointed questions about her grandson's whereabouts, which you can't really answer because you have no idea where he is. Hmm. Uh, and Eigen just so happens to live in Night Market, a few streets over from the Hound's Paw. Well, I'm going there because I'm terrible at the hunt skill, and I need help. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Blair, Manx, and Myra, the three of you are hanging out in the hound's paw at your usual table. It's a, a relatively busy night, and you've had a little bit of, of downtime. You've been trying to lay low after uh, your last score, which involved uh, provoking... Uh, a bunch of former factory workers into burning down their uh, former boss's home uh, and blowing up a blue coat station in the docks. So there, there's rather a lot of uh, official police interest in the three of you right now. So you've been trying to keep kind of a low profile. This yeah. might actually be the first time you've come back to the Hound's Paw since that particular incident. But the three of you are here. Uh, you know, Rigney ha has told you that there have been a few people, like a few bluecoats have come around to ask him questions, but they, they seem to have realized that he's a dead end and aren't harassing him too much. So you're just kind of hanging out, having a, 
a relatively nice night uh, when the door opens and Seeks comes in. Oh, hello, dear. Wave. Run over to the table. I need your help. I have lost my doctors. Uh, what? All of them? No, two of them. The new ones. That's not good. No. So, wait, by lost you mean, like, they were let go, or were, are we talking more like kidnapped? I think kidnapped. You know, oh. I didn't think the doctors would be the first to go. Though, to be fair, I might be jumping to conclusions. Well, Seeks, you actually, you, you have reason to suspect kidnapping a little more so than just kind of a, a hunch. Over the last few weeks, you have had a, a series of not precisely random attacks on your person. There have been uh, what you're guessing are assassins uh, who have tried to attack you one, twice on your way home from the clinic and once uh, actually broke into your... Well, I imagine Seeks has her, her home pretty well warded, right? Um, or booby-trapped? It's booby-trapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so... <laughs> two two of them attacked you on on your way home. Uh, one of them you heard screaming uh, <laughs> as some sort of acid trap went off on them. <laughs> you you've been able to you know they were they were pretty good. They put up a fight. They were not expecting you to be literally venomous uh, or as as prepared with poisons and stabbing implements as you are. And they didn't have a lot of identifying symbols on them, but you were able to find a few things that point to them uh, either being in the employ of or very devoted to the Church of Ecstasy. Were they missing souls? <laughs> they weren't, actually. Uh, you, the, the, the ones without souls don't have enough mental ability anymore to, to pull off a stealthy assassination. Yeah, they're, they're working on it. And... You do know that from, you know, your, your time going through the many, many, many very creepy experiment files left behind by Dr. Hagen, who uh, ran the clinic before you, um, that he was doing a lot of experiments for the church. Okay. I could be jumping to conclusions, but also it could be the shadow assassins. The what? Well, this, people keep trying to kill me. Uh, Who's... <laughs> See, you, you gotta back up a bit. Probably could have come to us sooner with that one. Oh, yeah. I'm fine. I just don't know where the I just don't know where my new employees are. And I think that makes me a terrible boss. <laughs> no, you know what? This tracks completely. You're not a terrible boss, dear. Well, that's good. But still, I think we should find them. Did Did you tell these new hires that you know you apparently have shadow assassins? It did not seem pertinent to their job at the moment. <laughs> Seeks. <laughs> Listen, I think Seeks has a point, honestly. I mean... Listen, I'm realizing the... <laughs> I'm, I'm swiftly realizing the fault, <laughs> fault in my, in my uh, employee onboarding experience. I, I'm disappointed <laughs> in their lack of creativity as well. It's a significant step down from stealing a building to stealing doctors. Mm-hmm. Okay, when we get your employees back, we're going to talk about setting up some HR for you. Ooh. <laughs> Is that a thing that fucking exists in Duskfall? I don't no! think so. <laughs> but it's really funny. <laughs> well, that's right, because this is like a Victorian industrial era 
Yeah. Like, labor rights aren't a thing yet. <laughs> Six is sitting there trying to think of what HR could stand for. It's gotten down to heavy reinforced. Heavy reinforced doors? No, they were grabbed out of the open. Uh, heavy reinforcements, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that way, you know, we just, you know, the shadow assassins can't really get past. And yes. It, yeah, you, you knew what I meant. <laughs> I will hand out... And grenades to all my new employees. Yeah, a brochure would be good. If you're going to give your new employees hand grenades, you should probably give them training on how to use those safely first. Yes. <laughs> also a waiver. Maybe drafting a waiver that they could sign would be good. <laughs> you cannot sue Seeks if employees <laughs> blow themselves up with hand grenades that Seeks gave them. <laughs> So this isn't sim- a simple gang of re- religious fanatics. This is the church itself. It it seems that way. Well, this is going to be tricky because if we re- retaliate in kind, it may just lead to further conflict. How do we get them to give up? I was going to say give up the ghost, but this is decidedly not that. Uh, give it up once and for all here. Hmm. Do we think we could steal a church? (laughs) Well, let's steal a church. We have stolen and haunted several buildings before. I don't consider it out of the realm of possibility. That is why you have persuaded me into thinking of such a notion. So, just just as a point of clarification, the, the church, a physical building that you would be talking about here, uh, the Sanctorium is the chief cathedral dedicated to the Church of the Ecstasy of the Flesh. It's a towering edifice of buttresses and spires, originally commissioned by the Emperor during his last visit to Duskfall nearly 500 years ago. Uh, so this is, this is a, like, a gothic cathedral in Hell the heart yes. of Brightstone. I will also tell you that the church is a higher tier than all of you. Mm. Right and how much? They're a tier four, but they have the backing of the Imperial military, which mm-hmm. is a tier six. The, the church is the state religion. Y'all are proposing, like, stealing well, we wa- the Vatican. I, hmm. <laughs> we could steal the Vatican. Let's so, steal the Vatican. So, so the church I, well, is founded I, listen, here? It, it, its center isn't Imperial City? I actually don't know. So this probably isn't the Vatican, but it's a, like... It's the cathedral, where the where the bishop lives. Or yes, not pretty lives. much. You know what I mean. <laughs> where, where the bishop does bishopy things. Listen, I know the odds are against us, but I really, 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 really want to do this. I mean, I I agree. At the very least, I think almost solely for the aesthetic of it, we need to break into that church. What is the highest ranking church member in Duskfall called? GM. Um, yeah, give me a second. <laughs> we should kidnap them and trade them for for for, for our doctors. Yes. Can we oh take the Pope as ransom? <laughs> Can we that, kidnap the Pope? So- <laughs> Is the Pope visiting? Can the Pope be visiting? <laughs> the Pope-mobile isn't a thing yet. We can do it. The gang steals the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> So, the highest-ranked member of the church in Duskwall is um, Elder Rowan. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the, the, 
the the book doesn't really go into a lot of detail about the structure and hierarchies of the church, but I'm going to say the Church of Ecstasy Pope is not currently visiting. You've got the, you know, this is an archbishop, we'll say, the equivalent thereof. If we're using Catholic Church parallels, we could still take the archbishop. I mean, we absolutely can. To be clear, why are we doing this again? <laughs> It sounds, my, my understanding is that the plan is you're going to kidnap an archbishop and hold him hostage against getting these, these baby physicers who've just been kidnapped back, which is not a terrible plan. However, it doesn't solve the problem that Minx pointed out, which is how do we get them to stop coming after us? Because I'm going to tell you right now. They're not just going to be like, well, you stole our archbishop and we stole your physicers and we traded back. So now we're even Stevens and we'll leave you alone. That ain't how this is going to play out. Well, I mean, we just inform the archbishop that if anything should happen again, we know exactly where he lives and his defenses are not nearly capable of stopping us. I mean, ruthless, <laughs> I feel like we could effective. do more than that. Or we suck out his soul with all of these leeches. I, I feel didn't like know leeches either could do threat that. of death and then we put or a ghost in him. blackmail. If we could get some dirt on the archbishop. Um, not the the ethics of this I am retching at suggesting, but Seeks had a point. Their whole deal is saying no ghosts bad. We'd prefer not to have a soul if we had the option. Don't make the archbishop more holy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm saying... Put get someone to possess the archbishop and have him call it off. Oh, that'd be really good. We get the mole inside the church and make a little mole face. <laughs> I really, I have never been so sad that we're not playing in person because y'all can't see the look on my face right now. <laughs> we also I mean, can't you can see turn on your camera. The mole face, which is very sad. Tell <laughs> me. Tell me if this is anything like how you thought this was going to go. Nope. <laughs> I don't know why I make plans. There's no... I, this is... For, for the record, this is on the level of Ghost Riot for how wildly divergent... <laughs> I'm I'm not unhappy about the direction. I'm just staring into the middle distance, listening to y'all plan to replace the the Archbishop of Duskwall with a, a ghost, a possessor ghost. And I imagine it would be easy to persuade a ghost to the task. Archbishop's a cushy position. There's the church yeah. throws parties. The reconciled so. would love this. <laughs> The reconciled would absolutely love this. Oh they hell yes, and I'm going to church. And they specifically oh, right. try to get people into positions of power, like possessor ghosts uh-huh. into positions of power. Well, okay, oh my God. then yeah, let me talk to the reconciled about this. I'm <laughs> gonna just put my head down on my desk for a little while. Are we the baddies? <laughs> no, <Nine. laughs> so. Just just so that I am clear, so I understand what I'm doing tonight, <laughs> your plan is to get a member of the Reconciled to agree to come with you all while you break into, the, uh, to, into Elder Rowan's home and, possess- and, and 
get this ghost to them to possess them and then call off this whole thing against the clinic. Yay. <laughs> when when we finish recording today, I'll tell you all what my plans were. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So it sounded like step one of this plan is Blair needs to go talk to the reconciled to see if they have anyone who's interested in possessing an archbishop mm-hmm. yep. or an elder. I'll, I'll, I'll try to use the inver- in-universe terminology. Um, so Blair, you're gonna go do that? Yep. Uh, should I roll something first since this is technically I'm gathering just, info? No, I, I just, I'm, I'm still just occasionally pausing to stare into the middle distance <laughs> and shake my head. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, oh. let me... Um, yeah, I think this is gonna, well, what you're doing here isn't quite gather info. True. This, I feel like, might be more of a setup action. Um, let me look. Well, or this might just be a straight up, because, like... No, it feels like a setup action. Well, the the setup action is you have an indirect effect on an obstacle, and that's not what this is. Oh, this is In order for this plan to work, yeah, you need a spirit to to agree to do this for you mm-hmm. um so i think we're gonna treat it as an action role but there aren't the the consequences aren't going to be like you're I, you're gonna be in a controlled position so like the consequences are not gonna be much yeah blair you can head over to kind of the the reconciled um hideout which if i recall correctly is in silkshore um, it's Silkshore Crowsfoot. I don't remember which. But you head over there. It's kind of a an underground space where you you have to knock on a door and wait to be let in. And I, I think you 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 knock and you have to wait for a little bit. The the air around you gets colder for a second. Um you're guessing that an an in an incorporeal ghost kind of poked their head out the door to see yeah. who was there. And then the door opens and uh Lady Karina um, is standing there, dressed very finely. It looks like she's either just come back from a party or is about to leave for one. Um, and it's just like, Blair, it's been quite a while. Oh, it has. You look really nice. Thank you. I'm uh, going to be heading out for the evening. Um, is there anything in particular you needed, or were you here to see Tira? Uh, Tira would be a good place to start. Um, I'm... Uh, I'm looking for someone who would be interested in a volunteer position for something. <laughs> Lady Karina has known Blair long enough to be instantly <laughs> suspicious of this uh, and is going to narrow her eyes a little bit and say, volunteer position for what, Blair? Uh, I think Blair is going to like dart her eyes a bit, make sure no one's listening, and then just like lean in conspiratorially um, and just say, I'm looking to see if anyone's willing to possess the elder. There's a lengthy pause. <laughs> the elder, elder, elder Rowan, yeah, of the church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Um, doing a favor for a friend. <laughs> she pinches the bridge of her nose and says, "We have been trying to infiltrate the high levels of the church." for years with precious little success and now you wish to infiltrate the highest level in duskwall as a favor for a friend oh we're not exactly infiltrating we're kidnapping (laughs) (laughs) 
a straight face. <laughs> you, you did great. I was maybe too overconfident. Have the magpies gotten a little too overconfident? It's no, possible. this is just Blair being Blair. I, um, Tira would be a terrible place to start. You may not bring her on this. <laughs> we need someone who is capable of subtlety if you okay. are going to attempt this. All right. Wait here. Okay. She she comes back after a little while with if if you look into it, it looks like she comes back alone. But if you look into the ghost field, you can see that she has a a, a currently non possessor ghost with her. Okay. Uh, this ghost uh, is a an older woman. It looks like when she died, she was looks like she might have been in her sixties. Has uh, kind of a, a looks a little like frail and and delicate but mm-hmm. you know even even in in death has her her shoulders very like straight and solid holds her head up uh lady karina gestures at, at this spirit and says uh this is uh desdemona she has uh been with us in various roles for quite a long time and desdemona kind of looks to blair expectantly and says so, Lady Karina says you uh, are looking for a volunteer to possess someone in the church. Can you tell me more about it? Yeah, um, we're going after Elder Bowen. I see. Uh, and I think at this point I am going to have you roll something mm-hmm. to persuade her that this is a good idea and not absolutely batshit. <laughs> okay. Uh, this seems like a consort to me. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be controlled. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense to, uh, push myself? Or can I not do that on a setup action? You can action? do that. Oh, great. Yeah. So I will take two stress, and let's see. Okay, that's a five. Desdemona looks thoughtful for a few moments, and then gets kind of a, a, a slow smile and, and says, Well, that sounds like a terrible plan, but... If you succeed, it could allow us to make quite a lot of changes in the city. This, the decision's up to you. I'm, I am willing to go along with this plan, but the risk to myself is, is too great to come with you. You will have to clear a path, as it were, and once you have um, obtained the Elder and uh, cleared a space for me, I will come in and take over. But I'm not going to be able to come with you to assist. That's fair. Um, yeah, we'll meet you halfway, and we'll bring him to you. I think, yeah, Lady, they, they both nod. Lady Karina looks quite skeptical about this whole plan. Um, <laughs> it's like, um, all right, well, glad you've come to this uh, agreement. Um, I need to be going, so... Best of luck. And if you get caught, don't tell anyone about us. Of course. she leaves. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Bye. Have a nice time tonight. (laughs) So so you have a a spirit who's willing to do the possessing. What are your next steps? I I want to gather info about the church, both the community and the literal place. Okay. Because, I mean... Honestly, before joining up with the magpies, Minx was probably pretty okay with the church, because, you know, 
riches and parties appeal to her. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I imagine at least one noble persona is a member. So Yes. Yeah, well, so so I, I'll, I'll give you kind of the background on what you would know. This is what all of you would know just kind of as people who live in Duskwall. The Church of the Ecstasy of the Flesh is more or less the state religion of the Empire. Very powerful, backed by the nobility and the government. They have a lot of wealth and resources. Their whole sort of theology, philosophy... Um, hinges on the idea that the soul is uh, corrupt and the source of all evil in the world, and the physical form is sacred and holy. So a lot of, majority of their, their rights are focused on, yeah, like physical pleasure, physical luxury, in, in whatever forms those take. So yeah, like Minks definitely would have been down with a lot of their, uh, the, the way that they kind of express their beliefs, because it is a lot of parties and fine food and fine drinking. The fact that this also means that the ultra-rich are completely valid in the eyes of the church with whatever uh-huh. Isn't they it get nice up to. Isn't it nice how that works? <laughs> Isn't it wild? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of what you all know generally. I, I'm gonna go on a limb here and assume that none of you have ever really been uh, church attendees or practitioners. Organized religion is a scam. <laughs> Retweet. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of what you all would know broadly. What sort of specific things are you looking to learn, Minx? I, I want to know, like, his schedule, like his public schedule, because I imagine he got has like services to do and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, and also just the layout from what I can see of walking around the cathedral. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, what what are you rolling for this gather info, Josie? Um, I'm gonna go with sway because I'm trying to pretend to be a good and suitably cash laden. A member of the church trying to just participate. Yeah, got it. Uh, I got a critical. But everything else was a failure. <laughs> yeah. Everything else was a three or below. Okay, so critical. So I think that the you're able, like the cathedral is just open. You can just walk in and walk around. There, there are areas of the cathedral you can't get into because they're not open to the public. But you're still able to spend like a couple hours just wandering around inside the cathedral and even the areas that you aren't able to get into, you're able to get kind of a sense of how the building fits together. Um, Cause I, I think you also, you know, maybe like strike up conversations with, with some of the church officials who are there, you know, just chatting with folks about the, the building and, and everything. And yeah, you're, you're able to learn about, the so so you have a good sense of the, mm-hmm. the layout of the building, which I'm not going to get into details of. You'll just have just just kind of make a note that I think you're going to be at improved effect for anything that is going to involve finding your way around the church, gotcha, or around the cathedral, which is good because all my level one harm is filled, which means I have less effect on some things. Oh yeah, and in terms of uh, Elder Rowan's schedule. What would be most advantageous for you, for, 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 for them? What would be the most advantageous thing for them to have on their schedule in the next couple days? Um, a nighttime service. 
Okay. There's a nighttime service happening in two days. Cool. <laughs> That's just what I'll go with. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll, that'll be ending, we'll say at about like 10 o'clock at night. And then usually after that, um, it sounds like they just retire to their, their home in Brightstone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you do also get a sense of kind of the, the security on this place. It's well hidden. And if you were not uh, a professional semi-thief, you probably wouldn't have noticed it. But there's a decent amount of Sparkrite security mm-hmm. in, in the cathedral, um, kind of particularly around the areas that are not meant for the public. And um, there are a lot of um, guards standing around. Many of whom have, like, you haven't encountered many hollows, but you did encounter a few when you were at Hagen's clinic, uh, when you were stealing the building from him. And a lot of the guards have that same, just, like, vacant, dead-eyed look. That's gross. Super mm-hmm. gross. Um, but that is what you you are able to to glean. Seeks, Myra, what sort of... Uh, inf- Info gathering, would you like to gather? I have so many things I could do for prep. <laughs> so here are the things that came up off the top of my head. I can spin this on like a setup action too, right? It doesn't have to be yeah. info, info. Yeah. Okay, so um, I have ritual, and I can do some ritual things. I have Ooh. a couple things in mind. We, we, we have a uh, my largest, chunkiest leech. Um, is apparently named Big Chungus, Chungus <laughs> by popular demand. <laughs> so I have Chungus here, and um, I can uh, perform a ritual that would make him extra hungry. That way we could uh, suck the soul out of um, the deacon uh, at an accelerated rate. Or, uh, since uh, the guards are all hollows, I could uh, enchant either some throwing daggers or collars or something with um, a special ward that would attract ghosts to inhabit their horrible, lifeless bodies. I mean, yeah, either one of those would be good. I like having Big Chungus ready. Okay. <laughs> he is the size of a house cat. That's a, oh my that's God. a, that's a big Chungus. I want to give that's Chungus a, a kiss. That's a chunky one. <laughs> <laughs> Players, welcome to do he, that. He is a very sweet baby. Yeah. Meanwhile, Minx has a tissue over her mouth <laughs> while Chunkus is about. <laughs> Can I pet him? Uh, yes, but don't oh, put yay. your hand near his mouth. He will attach. Well, yeah. Oh, he's a cute little baby. <laughs> That's a good long boy. <laughs> Are you making bleach sounds? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about He's that so noise. Cute. I am quite glad I did not decide to become a physician. Changas is here for special cases. All right. Let me see how... Let's look at rituals. Okay. So we got some questions to go back and forth with. Uh, okay, so my first question. Uh, what does the ritual do, and how is it weird? Um, it accelerates his eating process to a rapid pace. So he cycles through blood... At fire hose levels. <laughs> and just removes the soul in the process. Yep. Uh, normally, leeches feed off of uh, electroplasmic discharge uh, created from dead creatures. So, normally, just algae. There's so much of it that things die and they leave behind specks. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But they have been breeded for medical purposes, and thus they are quite large and can get bad blood out of people, uh, especially those who work in ghost-related fields or have having been possessed by things that don't want to leave. So then your question for me, or the, the question that I have to answer is, what must be done to perform the ritual and what is its price? So according to this, a ritual takes at least one downtime activity to perform. I'm going to just, you're, you're spending your gather info on this instead. I will allow that. Um, it inflicts stress according to its magnitude. So in order to do this ritual, you are going to take four stress. Um, and I think you are going to need to, you're going to need to give me an attune roll to, for the actual like a prepping of the leech. Okay. And then there'll probably be another roll when you actually slap the leech onto Elder Rowan. Four. Four. Okay. There's going to be a complication that will be revealed when you put the leech on someone. He's extra cranky. <laughs> and then the the last question that you need to answer is, what new belief or fear does knowledge of this ritual and its attendant occult forces instill in you? That if I'm not careful, my leeches can turn on me in a moment's notice. All right. Great. No, little so prince, you- why? L- little prince is too small. It's it mostly, if I am not careful, big chungus will turn on me at a moment's notice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, chungus, no. Of you, of chaos. <laughs> you have one very hungry leech. Yep. I, I think once I, I finish it with my, my circle and my tea and my things of ectoplasmum, he just starts like gnawing at the glass. Like, and I have to like use some sleep powder to put him to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Just gently tapping it through the little air holes on the top of the jar. Okay. He snores, and on on the inhale, gnaws on the side of the jar. <laughs> I love Chungus. So, Myra, what info would you like to gather? I want to know what kind of people generally have access to Elder Rowan. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. How do you want to go about gaining that information honestly i feel like talking to people is my best bet yeah uh that is a five people who have access to the elder it's actually a pretty limited circle the elder has their personal guards they have um Again, I don't know what all of the titles are in this church, so I'm just going to say that preceptor is the next step down. They have a couple preceptors who um, are kind of their, like, you know, second-in-command types that usually have a lot of very easy access to them. Then there's the, like, they have their household staff and guards there, and nobles who are, are high-ranked members of the church um, are able to to get access to the elder, um, you know, meetings and things like that. But in general, your your rank and file citizens, church members, can't really just strike up a conversation. Yeah. Any other info that you all want to do, or prep you want to do, or do you want to start trying to figure out how you're actually going to pull this off? I think we got our bases covered. Okay. So what, what is, what are you thinking? 
Well, we can either try and do a daring, high-up scaling of the cathedral, or we can, like, try to get the guy on the way back to his chambers or something. Yeah, I mean, so the the house is near the cathedral, but it's a separate building. So there's a little bit of travel between the two um, where you could try to to hit them. Or, yeah, there there would be places within the cathedral where you could try, uh, you know, kind of the, the non-public areas where you could try to break into to get to them as well. Or, you know, break into their house and try to put a leech on them there. I think hitting them on the road is the most loud and action-oriented. Like, like that is the one that ends in a gunfight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> almost certainly. Hitting the house is probably the most logical thing to do. Um, they do have pretty good security, but it's not as intense as at the cathedral. On the other hand, a cathedral heist is just fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it's it's basically, it's going to be a tier four either way. So... That's infiltrate a cathedral. Yeah. Also, I think, like, there's a more opportunity to get into the cathedral, uh, just because they're yes. doing a night sermon. Uh, I assume it's, if not open to the public, at least open enough that some of us could pretend to go in, and the rest could mm-hmm. sneak in. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I think I, because I, I kind of established that there's limited access to the Elder, I think that, yeah, this, this service is not fully open to the public, so there might need to be some uh, faked IDs or whatnot to, to get in for some of you. But, um, yeah, the, the church and the cathedral each have their advantages and disadvantages, but the cathedral is just cooler. Mm-hmm. I have a fake ID. You do have a fake ID. Okay, so you're going to try to infiltrate this nighttime service, which I got to fucking figure out the goddamn rituals of this hedonism church. What do the priestess uniforms look like? (laughs) (laughs) This is important. It decides my approach. (laughs) I know. I'm just suffering. (laughs) Whatever you do, don't make it horny. Absolutely make it horny. It's horny church. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to make it. It's horny a- church. I'm not going to make it any hornier <laughs> oh, than it already is. Oh, that's just Rosier, baby. We we activated one of Kim's other hyperfixation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the vestments. I'm going to say, again, I think blue and gold is just kind of the, the general colors of the church. Like, blue, gold, and white, we'll say. Huh. So what I'm picturing is, like, long, kind of, like, billowy sleeves, and then a, like, sort of robe thing that has kind of, like, a long, dramatic, not train, but, like, tails, like long enough, it's it's the sort of thing that you is made for doing dramatic turns. So it kind of like when you turn, it does like a, there's a lot of like flares out and swirling fabric. So it's perfect it's for minks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's real dramatic. I don't even know what the end goal here is, but minks is going to disguise herself as a priestess. <laughs> 
Um, you're going to need to, uh, I think, do an acquire asset roll to, to get the vestments. Okay. Okay, so what is this? I mean, this is going to be a tier four thing. So, yeah. Josie, roll me 3d6. Okay. Um, that's the, the cruise tier, and then tell me what your highest result is. Six. I don't know what else I was expecting. You all <laughs> always crush the frickin'. Okay, so yes, that, that gets you a tier four item. So you are able to acquire uh, vestments of Yay. the church. Congratulations. Okay, so are we thinking this is a, a stealth plan, a deception plan? Might be a mix of both, because it sounds like some of you are, are going in in disguise, and some of you might be just sneaking in. Yeah. How how does so we know how Minx is getting in? It's probably a stealth plan all around. Yeah, because because I figure like deception would require us to commit to the bit, and I think <laughs> I think our plan is just to get in the door, <laughs> and then it's true. <laughs> The Minx might commit to the bit, but that's just because of who Minx is as a person. Um, so how how do the rest of you want to sneak in? Can we get in through the sewers? That's my number one always. Oh, you, yes. do, uh, you do have, as a crew, you do have those under maps of underground passages and tunnels. So, yeah, I'm going to say that there are passages that go underneath the Sanctorium. And whatever challenges are in there will be determined by the engagement role. So anybody who wants to go in through the sewers can do that. I would love to go through the sewers. Yeah, I think I will as well, so I can bring a heavy load. Okay. Blair and Seeks are going to go through the sewers. Minx is sneaking in as a priest. What's Myra going to do? Can't decide if it's more fun if I join them in the sewers or go to the service dressed as a lady of some wealth who is probably visiting the city, frankly. Yeah, I mean, you do have the that the fine cover identity. Yeah, if you wanted to go that route, that way you've got kind of two and two. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Okay, what were you saying, Josie? I just, why would you choose dirty water over this amazing outfit? <laughs> Minks twirls. <laughs> Dress goes spinny. <laughs> <laughs> Myra's probably also in a fun outfit that Minks probably helped with. <laughs> yes, I definitely. have to carry Chungus. <laughs> <laughs> Seek says, uh, cradling the jar in her arms. I suppose that's true. <gasps> Leech outfits, like a little sweater. Just a tube. <laughs> Just a knitted tube. <laughs> a knitted tube with a collar? Yes. <laughs> Let's do the engagement roll. One for luck. Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very. I don't. I'm not sure how it could be more. Um, does it expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? <sighs> not particularly. Are they strong against this approach or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? Yes. Friends or contacts provide aid or insight? Not really. You didn't really lean on any of your, your contacts for this one. Well, no, the reconciled, of course. You got some support from the reconciled. Um, other elements you want to consider, they are higher tier. So after all of that sliding dice back and forth on my little mat here, we have a 1d6 engagement roll. So let's see where you all start. Five. Okay. <laughs> Risky position. So let's start uh, up in the Sanctorium. 
Minx has disguised herself in the vestments of the priests of the Church of Ecstasy, and I think just kind of like slipped in a side door with some of the others. M- Minx, what are what are you doing? You can see that there there's other. You're you're in one of the back areas, one of the non-public areas of the church. You look like you belong. Uh huh. You have no idea what you're doing. Right. You're seeing people kind of moving around, talking to each other, carrying things. Um, you can smell incense and kind of the like electric tang of electroplasm in the air. But you're not really sure what's going on. Okay. <laughs> so what are what are you what are you doing? I think my plan is to carry things and put them on other things and keep doing that to try and look like I'm doing something. And Try Solid and, plan. Yeah. <laughs> and try and get a lay of the land. <laughs> okay. Let's let's start with you. Give me a some kind of roll. Uh, a sway, most likely. Sway seems correct, yeah. <laughs> I got a six for the third time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so you just you do it, no consequence. Um yeah, I think you're able to just kind of you're a good enough observer of, of other people to kind of imitate where folks are following things. You can see, oh, these things are being carried from point A to point B. I will assist with that. There's some gold candelabras that are being moved. I'll grab one of those. Uh-huh. Damn, this thing doesn't have pockets. I can't lift it. <laughs> Actually, that's untrue. It would have pockets, but they're not golden candelabra-sized pockets. Everything in Duskwall has pockets. This is my, my firm stance. It may be... An unforgiving hellscape. <laughs> but the French never ruined fashion, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got fucking pockets and everything. So, so yeah, Minx, you're, you're kind of getting, at least of this particular back area, it does not seem like the Elder is, is here. You do overhear snatches of conversation about, there's mention of spirits and um, preparing for the ritual things like that, but you, you're not a, not enough that you're really able to kind of piece together exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Myra. Hello, I am entering this church uh, dressed as a yes. young woman of quality who is attending the service. <laughs> okay, I, I don't, I think that kind of between the, the fine cover identity and Minx's help in, in getting appropriately dressed up, I don't think anybody necessarily is going to stop you. It like I said, like this isn't this service isn't invite only, but there's definitely an air of only certain types of people are permitted to be here. Yeah, uh, but you look like the sort of person who's supposed to be here. So you you enter. Um, people are it's it's that kind of pre-service mingling. Some people are are moving to. I don't. I'm not picturing that it's exactly like a you know again a, a standard. Western Christian cathedral. I don't think there's like pews and everything. There are um, a number of, of like pools placed around that some people are just lounging in. There are like pools, really like, like luxury. Yeah. Like baptismal fonts, oh. but <laughs> more like hot springs kind of like a jacuzzi church. Yeah. It's a jacuzzi church. And some people are just lounging in those. There are, um, really luxurious, like couches and armchairs and chaise lounges, um, placed around. Everything is kind of oriented, so it's facing towards the front, but it's not as like rigid and orderly as like a you know like a Catholic cathedral would be. Mm-hmm. It's comfy. Yay! 
you've never been here before, so I think I'm going to need some kind of role for you to just sort of successfully blend in for right now. Or if there is something specific you would like to do, you can give me a role for that. Yeah, um, I think it's going to have to be a sway, right? Yeah, just for, for blending in. Yeah, lots of deception. Six. All right. Yeah. So similarly, you, you know, I, I think a few people kind of, you know, give you uh, polite, maybe curious smiles and waves because you, you are a new face and that's not a common thing, but you, you manage to sort of avoid drawing too much attention, find a place to, to sit, settle in on a, a nice chaise lounge. Um, and for the moment, nobody's really paying you much mind. And I think we kind of, we pan down like from Myra down, down, down into the catacombs and sewers where we see uh, Blair and Seeks happily stomping along <laughs> alongside the canals, carrying all kinds of gear and giant leech. Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod and visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash magpies podcast the rivers lost but seeking was played by waffles follow them on twitter at mahafe the magpies podcast is gm'd and produced by re follow me on twitter at rhiannon42 and check out rpgskillcheck.net for my copy editing and accessibility freelance site blair Culhane is played by kim Kogut. follow her on twitter at kim deanna jones Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragonGirlJosie. And watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash DragonGirlJosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at MinaMinar. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin MacLeod and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Next, I'd like to thank our lovely Patreon backers. Lucas Bell. Thank you! Also, I just want to make absolutely clear and aware to everyone that we are clearing the field, breaking out the hot dogs, and setting up the tea for Kim to go all hunchback on us later, so be ready for it. Mm, <laughs> We're I'm not going to do that. To deal uh, that's with an evil. That's bitch. not that's good true. radio, Josie. Mm, I, do not. I think it would be good radio. radio. <laughs> this is true. I didn't realize that. It's such a very bad hyperfixation, Josie. <laughs> hunchback is such garbage. I'm just prepping. For my okay. just the my, way you said my that, villain song, I felt it in my soul. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's a very bad. <laughs>